Hi, I'm Dr. C in the D, and I am so excited today to talk to two fabulous, amazing women who I really believe are, are making such a difference in the world and in the hopes of women trying to and couples trying to get pregnant. And I really want to focus on their passions as well as a really awesome walk of hope that's going to be held at the end of April around Infertility Awareness Week. So on my show today, I have amazing, amazing Leandria Fisher and Sue Johnston. So Leandria is an infertility warrior and the founder of Hope Infertility. And Sue Johnson is an author, advocate, and an infertility support group leader. So thank you, ladies, for being on my podcast. And I am just so honored to know both of you. You guys are both extremely amazing people. Oh, well, thank you. For thank you. Us. Thank you so much. So I'd like people to know where your passion came from and, and why what you do is so important to you. So Leandria, can we start with you as to tell us about your journey and what led you to do all the amazing things you do for fertility? Well, again, thanks so much for having me, Dr. C. I appreciate being here and the opportunity to share. Infertility has been a part of my personal journey since I got married in 2005. My husband shared with me that uh, growing our family was going to be a challenge, and, and that's not unlike what so many couples face for various reasons. And so we tried to grow our family with several procedures and things of that sort. And that was my first introduction to the idea of what infertility could look like and what it looked like for us. It presented all kinds of challenges, frustrating days and confusing nights, you know, navigating medical care and all of those kinds of things. And all these many years later, my infertility story or my fertility journey is still unresolved. Um, I'm not exactly sure which direction that we're going to go, but along the way, I had a, a desire to take back control, if I'm just really honest. I'm sure you know with your patients, even the best options are presented to you. You don't get to pick and choose often the elements of your story and what that means for you. And so rather than just allow a year after year to present pain, I decided that somewhere along the way that there was an opportunity for me to find purpose. And it was 2018 that I uh, started blogging. And blogging was my strategy because on those lonely nights, I'd pick up my cell phone, you know, laying next to my husband and looking for some encouragement, some you know, direction, some way to go. And so I said, I want to enter that space for someone else who's just like me. They won't, they don't necessarily even have anyone to talk to, but I can be found online. And so I started blogging and it's interesting because I just found so much peace and purpose there. And it was an opportunity for me to do something that honestly, I could feel really, really good about. And so that is what transitioned, uh, helped me transition from being just an infertility patient to an infertility warrior. 
that opportunity opened up so many doors. Um, and we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about more as we you know, go through this podcast, but that was the beginning of recognizing that there's something that I can do and then being empowered and feeling so good about doing it. And, and you said that word, uh, empowered, and I really am blessed to hear your story and, and, and how you have taken this journey and made it a more positive one and also a more encouraging one to other patients. And that's the one thing I'm finding that is, is so much better now than it was when I first started doing fertility is that people are talking more, people Mm -hmm. are opening up more, people are sharing their stories more. And, and I love the fact, and this is one of the reasons the podcast to me is so important is that it's letting people talk to each other, letting people connect, letting people interact. And I think that, you know, just being able to have someone hear you about, you know, the struggles, the frustrations, the millions of injections, the, the negative pregnancy tests, the, Mm -hmm. oh, we should try this next. Oh, we should try that yet. For some people, the choices that are laid out medically for many reasons are not options for couples. Right. And so, you know, while the, the books say that you need to do this well for religious or ethical or financial reasons, it's not out there. So being able to share and, and have that community, I think really is important. And so people feel that they're not alone. And so that I think empowers people to know that they are special, they can make a difference and the journey is unique for every single person. Absolutely, absolutely. I appreciate that and agree 100%. Having a hand to hold while you walk this journey can make a world of difference. So I really appreciate everything you're doing. And Sue, you are too a, a warrior, Sue Johnson. And, and again, you have a little different story about your journey, but you are still bringing this advocacy and this fellowship to fertility patients. Uh, do you mind sharing you know, your, your life and journey? Sure, definitely. Thank you so much. And thanks for having us and giving us this platform to reach other people so that they know that they don't have to walk alone either. That I think is really important to me. Basically, my story is long. It's big. It started a long time ago because I'm one of the older ones that I know that does infertility advocacy work. So I actually started going to Resolve of Greater San Diego when I was in the midst of my trying to conceive journey back in the late 80s and early 90s. So my husband was a naval officer. We were based in San Diego. I was an elementary school teacher and I basically could teach everybody else's kids. But when it came time for me to have my own, I couldn't get pregnant. And I had unexplained infertility, which I think all all diagnoses are difficult. But when you don't have anything that you can put your hat on and say, well, we need to fix this. And then maybe this will happen. I had picture perfect cycles, lots and lots of eggs, lots and lots of um, beautiful blastocyst embryos. And in those days back then, they would put multiple embryos back in at one time. So I had, you know, over 40 embryos transferred that looked really, really great. You know, six one time, eight another time. I can see you just like, oh, you're just like, oh. 
yeah, but I did that. And the time that worked for me, I had a combination in vitro and Zift. So they put three embryos into my fallopian tubes and two embryos into my uterus. And that was the time that worked for me. I have one miracle son who's 27 years old right now. And he is a, he's just my miracle. And I still pinch myself to this day that he is here. Um, we tried three more cycles of, I did seven cycles of IVF over all these 10 years of trying to conceive. And we have one miracle son, and that is it. I ended up with an ovarian cancer scare, had to have my ovaries and fallopian tubes removed. Luckily, it was a false positive and it was just endometriosis, but that was the end of my journey. Mm. And I could have put my fertility in a box and never talked about it again, but I was very close with these women that continued we would continue to get together and each one of us, as you said earlier, shared our stories in different ways and we each had different outcomes. We had donor egg, we had donor sperm, we had surrogates, we had multiples, we had childless not by choice outcome and you name it, we had it. And the women used to say, why don't we, sh we should write a book? And Sue, since you're the teacher and you love writing, why don't you spearhead this book. So I took six years to write a book. It's called Detours, Unexpected Journeys of Hope Conceived from Infertility. And uh, it's self-published. It's available on my website or on Amazon. And uh, I donate my proceeds to Resolve because they are the ones that were my lifeline when I was going through infertility. After I published the book, I decided to go to Advocacy Day, the very first Federal Advocacy Day back in 2016. And I took my book and I wanted to put it in the hands of senators and representatives because I thought they should know what people go through. And I wanted to work on pro-family building legislation because there's stuff that can make it difficult and stuff that can make it legislation that can make it a little easier if we work on these you know, common pro-family goals. At that time, I learned that Michigan was rated a D for fertility support. And that's when I said, I can't just write a book. I have to be the person in the community to offer support. So I came back from, you know, in 20, 2016, it was May 2016, and I started my very first infertility support group in Brighton, Michigan. And as it grew legs, and I start, I mean, I started off with one person that joined me. And now I have like probably 75 people that I, I help and they come and they go and whatnot. But as it grew legs, then I decided that I had enough people that wanted to make a difference and be the voices for others who are struggling. And that's when I decided I'm ready to do a walk of hope, which is, you know, when I met Leandria, because it just so happened we were, you know, contacting Resolve and saying we were ready to do something like this within just a couple weeks of each other. And the woman who's in charge of all of the Resolve Walk of Hopes in you know, McLean, Virginia, told me about Leandria 
I reached out to her. We met in person. We hit on, hit it off. And we now call ourselves the dynamic duo. <laughs> we just, you know, we're like-minded, passionate, and the rest is history after that. So that's how, what brings us together. And yeah, so we both do advocacy day as well too. And I could just see that, that when, when you both start talking, as I, I listen to you and I'm seeing your faces, you can see the passion in your eyes. You could see that this is your calling. And, and I truly believe that you are helping both of you, so many people with your words of hope and wisdom. And, and, and we have the same philosophy here. We've got a counselor, Claire, who does support groups. And, and I believe that, that that really does make a difference in people deciding where their journey should be. What grade are we now in 2022? Are we still a D? We're a C now. Oh, great. Perfect. I think one of our biggest, you know, and both Leandre and I are teachers and that just makes my skin crawl because I know we Michiganders can do so much better. But Mm -hmm. one of the big issues is um, gestational surrogacy is still illegal in the state of Michigan. And we're we're only one of two states, right? Or are we the only state now? Yeah, I think we're the only state where it's actually a federal crime to mm-hmm. use gestational carriers. Some states are a little easier than others, but some, I just had a woman in my support group who had to do um, gestational surrogacy and she met her surrogate out in California mm-hmm. and she traveled out there to, um, you know, help during her pregnancy to get her photos of her you know growing baby to see the sonograms to do you know to be there when she delivered in february and it's just another layer of heartache that you have to and hardship Mm -hmm. that one has to go through just to try to you know have a baby of their own to love and so that i think if we can That's when we started our first, uh, we partnered with um, the Michigan Fertility Alliance. Stephanie Jones is the founder of that. And she is really the most passionate person I know about um, gestational carrier and getting that certified, that antiquated law in Michigan overturned. So Leandria and I joined her board of directors as well. And we had our first Mm -hmm. Michigan State Fertility Awareness Week. That is so twenty-one. That is so cool, Leandria. I mean, I I know uh, what is Stephanie, right? Stephanie Jones. Yeah, yeah, I know her as well. And so, uh, Leandria. So when you met Sue uh, and you both wanted to do the Walk of Hope, tell me how this connection uh, made this whole journey stronger. And tell us a little bit about the, the Walk of Hope that I'm excited is happening on Saturday, April 30th. Uh, and I, I'm, just, I'm just thrilled that it's going on. So Leandra, give us a little idea about how you two met, what you talked about, how you connected, and how this Walk of Hope in Michigan got to be here. Absolutely. Well, just as Sue said, both of us were working independently. Now, I can honestly say I had never even attended a fundraising walk. I just knew I wanted to have one. (laughs) And I figured if there was going to be a National Infertility Awareness Week, that was a perfect opportunity for me to have something. I was looking for a name for this event that I was willing to just, you know, 
I don't know, produce out of thin air and Walk of Hope came up and I go, hey, wait a minute, somebody has already figured this out. And then and the organization is called Resolve. And so as uh, Sue said, it was Cindy Hollister that put us together. I was totally willing to kind of forge ahead with this on my own, similar to what Sue was referred to. But I honestly can say, I don't know how the other walk chairs do it if they are working by themselves. <laughs> I have absolutely no idea. We are volunteers. We put our time in and, and, and we produced and empowered, as we like to say, that very first walk in 2019 in less than two months. We did wow. not meet until after Valentine's Day. And then the walk was in April. And we had a face-to-face -face banner, stage, sound, um, picture booth, journey beads, snacks. We had the whole <laughs> kid and caboodle. Okay, but that just, it, it does. It really speaks to the fact that what we were looking to accomplish, we knew that there would be benefit in it. And we were working and serving as we continue to do now because we know that it makes a difference. If no one says a word, allowing people to come together and see another face mm -hmm. that they can identify and go, hey, they, that person knows what I'm experiencing that makes all the difference. What comes to my mind in 2019 is, is having a box of Kleenex. And there were families that were sharing their story. Chelsea, as a matter of fact, Chelsea and her husband were talking about their story um, at the time. And I'm walking around you know, with a box of Kleenex for those that are wiping their tears. That all that we did, oh, oh my gosh, again, we'd be happy to do it again. And yay, we are. <laughs> I love it. I love it. We are, we are. So we're, we're committed to this. We came together and again, we're different in ways that, that help us to complement each other. That's really important as well as um, alike. So this is our fourth year and we're so excited, Dr. Kowalczyk, that you have been on board since the very beginning with your whole entire team. And we are so excited that you are a presenting sponsor of the event this year in 2022. And we could not <laughs> be happier because yeah, we know that um, in addition to the excellent care and, and, and service that you provide your clients, that this says so much about who you are as a person to support not just those who come to you nope not just those but everyone that faces this challenge so yeah the walk is going to be magnificent we're we're building back right 2019 was our first face-to-face -face event and then we all know what happened in 2020 right. and we switched and turned the walk of hope from a excuse me face-to-face -face event to a virtual event so we've done that the past two years, and this year is going to be a hybrid. So we will still have the virtual program, and that will allow us to share this with so many people all over everywhere, right? They can get the link through the um, Detroit, Michigan Walk of Hope Facebook group and watch it over and over again. But then we're going to gather back in the same space where we were in 2019 for a meetup because we know that connection is so important. Mm -hmm. it's, it, it's an awesome opportunity for us to, again, hold hands and to hug and to laugh and meet. Um, yeah, I was on fire, even going back to the advocacy day. 
2019, the Walk of Hope is what pushed me into advocacy work. I didn't know anything about it prior to, but I have been a federal advocate and a state advocate, thanks to Stephanie Jones, and the work continues. I've made a friend, Laura Burns, who is also one of your patients. Mm -hmm. We met at the Walk of Hope and then served together on a small team of five in 2019 for Federal Advocacy Day, um, and she does work with um, with uh, advocacy, or I'm sorry, she's she her focus is again just sharing information. Right. It is the it is the knowledge that she wants people to know. You served with her alongside me with understanding infertility last year. Yes. So it, this just balloons and balloons and balloons, and we're glad to be a part of it. Well, I got to tell you, I'm so proud of both of you as I listen to you, and and we're all in. Just so you know, Michigan Center is all in for whatever needs to happen. And I think that it's important that we as a team, every piece of the team between you two and Stephanie and us, I think that, you know, by committing to being that voice for hope and knowledge and, and understanding of the journey, um, we're, we're not going anywhere. And, and I think that, you know, I'm so proud to be part of you guys. And I'm so excited about this walk of hope and, and just the more, I think the more we can do together, um, I think between all of our, our organizations. And like I said, I'm homegrown. I was born in Detroit. I love my Detroit. I love, love, love for everyone to know. And I think that the you know, fertility is a medical diagnosis, right? It's not something to be embarrassed about. It's not something to not talk about. It's something that if you had diabetes or high blood pressure, you'd be at your doctor yesterday, right? Don't be afraid. And, and I, as my role is, I want to be that person to educate about the facts and the choices, right? So I think between all of us, I think we can only get stronger in Michigan mm -hmm. Um, with getting the word out that, you know, we need to be together, we need to support each other, there are options out there. And I believe that that, that this is this is a beautiful thing that I think is just going to snowball into something even more amazing that, that, that than we even know. So how can people get involved in all of these endeavors? What other ways can people listening share in this journey with us? Well, uh, I, first of all, I just love to say that I am just a phone call away. So if anybody wants to put me in their text, you know, text me, my phone number is 734-546-8589. I am available, you know, almost every day. If I don't answer you within a day, I'll answer you within 24 hours. So I also have a website called The Infertility Advocate, and you can reach me through my website. You can go to the Detroit, Michigan Walk of Hope Facebook group and join that, like and join that. We are posting information on about the Walk of Hope on there daily. You can go to our Facebook, our registration page for the Walk of Hope, which thanks to Leandria, she came up with a very short and easy to remember URL. It's bit.ly slash Detroit, W-O-H, that's B-I-T dot L-Y slash 
Detroit WOH. And Leandria, why don't you chime in with other ways people can get involved? Well, yes, we are so happy. As you, as you have uh, said, Dr. C, this is a network, right? This is a network. So we're so thankful for the opportunity to walk alongside folks in that season where they need a hand to hold, but we are really hoping that people will take the opportunity. You can also go to Resolve, all of the proceeds that we're raising for the Walk of Hope, go to support Resolve in their programs, things like the um, Advocacy Day, or the work that they do behind the scenes, the support groups that they offer, those are places where people can find support. And we're also hoping that people will connect with us and consider advocacy, right? Consider the opportunity to um, participate in the Federal Advocacy Day that is coming up in May with uh, Resolve, as well as we're looking forward to our second uh, State Advocacy Day, which will be in September um, of this year. So there's opportunities for people to find support with they need, where they need it, as well as to raise their voice on behalf of those who may not be in that space or have the strength. But we definitely have opportunities and hopefully ways that people can get involved. So we're looking forward to the 30th that people will come. Um, it's a rain or shine event. That's another way to connect with us and to join in and maybe make some new friends. Come, serve, help, walk, donate, <laughs> take some pictures, bring your fur baby, all those things, all those things. Make a friend, you know, make a friend. Wonderful. Now, how do we get to an A or B level? I've never heard that there's a grade. Well, yeah. you know, it's, it's, that's a great question. And I have asked that question to the people who work at Resolve headquarters. And a lot of it has to do with passing legislation okay. and the advocacy work that we do to make infertility awareness a little easier for people in our state. I mean, I think if we could get our, um, you know, state to recognize that, you know, it shouldn't be illegal to, to use a gestational surrogate. I wouldn't be surprised if we get up to, uh, you know, at least a B, maybe even a B plus. And if we want to get an A, which I think we should all strive for, because after all, we are Michiganders. We exactly. live in an A state, right? <laughs> Woohoo! Woohoo! And I think that what we need to do for that is to get our, um, you know, a mandate, a mandate for getting infertility covered. Uh, mm -hmm. Infertility coverage, like New York has just recently passed and made three IVFs, uh, of, you know, mandated through their insurance. Now I'm sure that there's, it's not like a carte blanche where if someone's, you know, way beyond their childbearing years, they're not going to be saying, okay, you know, this elderly person can get three IVFs. But what I'm trying to say is that there are caveats, but yet if you meet the regular, you know, the, uh, the uh, criteria, um, you should be able to get three IVFs in the state of, of New York, uh, in Connecticut, they're an A plus state. Um, so I think if we could, you know, overturn the antiquated surrogacy law and become a mandated state, I think we will be an A plus state here. Well, as we get well. it, get our A. Oh my gosh. 
Well, you know, ladies, that has been such a pleasure to have you on. And I am just, again, so humbled to know you, um, so proud of all the work that you're doing. And I just, uh, you know, for anyone who is listening, please try to join us um, at the Walk of Hope on April 30th, virtually or in person. But please, you know, don't stop talking, don't stop sharing, don't stop connecting, don't stop learning. And, and together, I think that we'll make this fertility journey a better one for all. Exactly, exactly. I'm just going to chime in and say our Walk of Hope is in downtown Detroit, right off 75 ramp. Like if you're going to the Eastern Market, it's at 601 Mac Avenue at the Tolan Playfield. So please come on out and join us. Look for me on the uh, Infertility Advocate. Look for Leandria on Hope Infertility. And, you know, I'm always sharing stories on my uh, my infertility advocate and in my blog. So all families are welcome. Anybody who's impacted by infertility, you will be able to connect with each other through our, vert, our visible, uh, tangible beads that are color coded depending on what your journey is, whether it's um, male factor or, you know, pursuing adoption or child is not my choice or, um, you know, a miracle baby that you have or that you're in treatment or just even if you're, um, you know, uh, just there to support someone that you know and love that's going through infertility. Um, so yeah, it's open for everybody. And um, yeah, I think you'll find it a very amazing and empowering event. I cannot wait. Yeah. Thank you ladies for being on Dr. C and the D so and thank you. And thank you for listening to Dr. C and the D and uh, we will be back with another podcast uh, soon. Okay. Thanks.